then you have all these like overgrowth of algal blooms underneath, right? And then inevitably, like sea nets are not, they're not like away from the ocean, it's just like a net with the fish in it, so it's like everything in there gets would you prefer it to be contained? If there are going to be fish farms, then they should absolutely. Are you then against fish farming? I am. In general. As I mean, a, yeah, generally. As an yeah. industry. I mean, yes, but I, I have seen it been done with like abalone, where it's like in in kind of like a lab area. Um, they have some up in like like that fields, and they have like a like an abalone farm and it's not in the open ocean they, but they study them too so they have these little trout and then they like you know grow the abalone there and then some of them like go out to restaurants or whatever and they're like farming them and they're trying to like repopulate a wild population right but fish farms generally are just they're just so you're more concerned by the environmental impact than the ethnic as opposed to the ethical treatment of these living bees. Oh, that makes me so sad, but it's just, that's just my own personal Like, I don't, I just, I just don't think it's good to put a bunch of fish, and they also, like, so they splice a coho gene into, like, a shinook. I can't remember, but it's, like, they make these, like, weird, super fleshy, like, fish that are, like, it's like chicken like this. Yeah, yeah like they're breeded for maximum. Fish. Totally, maximum, absolutely. Yes, maximum of um, output of flesh. Absolutely, that's exactly. It's just like the fish, right? Like the fish that are like I don't know, like they're just fed all of these weird things. Like that was fruit like, too. Yeah, totally. Like fruit and naturally chicken. isn't so like yeah, fleshy totally. and whatever. Yeah. yeah, like grapes are bred to be triploids, so they don't have seeds and they have bigger flesh, right? Or like chicken are bred so they have like really big breasts but they can't walk, right? Like things like that. And I just think, I don't know, I just think it's kind of disrespectful to the living organism to just be like, wow, it's shitty that you have a life attached to you because they just wanted your meat, right? And at the same time to have all of these environmental effects, these deleterious environmental effects that go along with breeding these fish. So it's just, I don't know. I'm like, well, why don't you instead of doing that, why don't you invest in sustainable fisheries, right? And fish actually taste better when it's from like fresh fish, like freshly caught fish. Because, I mean... It's all about profit here. Yeah, but you can charge more for that. It, it comes down to profit. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing Everything is driven here, by profit. That, yes, I understand As consumers, that. we don't like to pay more. I disagree. In general. No, you will pay more for things that are better quality. Though. If you're in a position to do so. Yes, are but people who this year? people who yeah, eat things like salmon generally are. What? People who eat things like salmon generally are. Take that away, Foriax. Excuse my reach. Thank you. What about those people who? are not well off but do they not deserve to have salmon? Sure they are. But no. they can't afford to pay for But so then are you saying that the deleterious environmental effects are justified by people who cannot afford better food or whatever? I'm saying that in a in our society we believe everybody should have the ability to experience life to the fullest. Therefore 
you drive to the lowest cost denominator. If, if, if your point is now you've got segregation, those who have money gets to have the ability to afford expensive um, fish, for example, because they're not farmed. What about those who cannot afford that pricing? Now you have a price point, and that price point is lower, but to reach a lower price point, unfortunately, you are genetically modifying, so there's mass production of, of fish, uh, cheaper cost of generating but there are ways of implementing lower cost production of food that don't have to do with fish farms that are not so environmentally deleterious. The problem is that sustainable fisheries are getting pushed out of the market, right? Because there is like high production. What's your definition of sustainable fishery? There's okay, so you could Okay, so there's a carrying capacity, right? There's like a K value that you can calculate based on a certain environment, based on a certain species, based on You're the welcome. environment that it provides for these species growth. So right now, for a lot of fisheries, a lot of like large fish especially, it's like the chart usually looks like this, right? As time goes on, the carrying capacity of the population will come up and then it reaches a certain point and they'll like we're distorting the chart. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, with large, let's just let's take like salmon and like bluefin tuna and stuff like that. Things that are like not like small fish. Like, because skipjack tuna have very high rate of intrinsic increase, which means that they reproduce really young, they reproduce a lot, so they're cheap, right? And when you fish them, it's easy to fish them. We're not going to decimate the population because they reproduce so quickly. But things like salmon, tuna, things that are like higher up in like the food chain or whatever, they take longer to reproduce and when they reproduce they don't have like a quadrillion babies, right? So right now, even though the carrying capacity of the environment might be here, their population is just here, right? So there's like a lot of room for them to grow or whatever. But the problem is if you like if you don't nurture those environments, they're never gonna be able to increase, right? So it's like if you put all your resources in fish farms that are gonna decimate them. Have you guys any more drinks or anything? So I'm saying that instead of putting resources into fish farms, if we put resources into having marine protected areas that allow these populations to increase naturally, then you'll be able to have like a, a healthier, more sustainable way of growing natural populations. And I'm saying that a healthy, sustainable fishery is one where like if they call it recruitment, so like there's a certain number of fish coming back every year, a certain number of fish at a certain age, that's at a healthy level. And then there's like population statistics to help determine that. And it can fluctuate, right? So, I mean, it doesn't always have to be like right at the carrying capacity, the K value. It can be like a little bit below, and it's like, you know, but right now it's like so low that, you know, like the cod fisheries on these coasts, they can't even, like, there's not enough fish to repopulate. That's like, so my definition of a sustainable fishery is something like closer to the K value. Not like so low that these like... Okay, so so a few things here. First of all, the K value is not a constant because it's impacted by a lot of factors. Yeah. Right? Um, the aspiration of getting from point A to point B of what you're talking about I agree that that is something we, we need to move towards. But you're not gonna get there 
quickly because there are way too many factors involved. You can't, one cannot just focus on creating the right environment for this particular species to survive, to have the population to reach that maximum capacity. Because now you're impacting, sorry, what impacts that includes climate change, including pollution, including, including water flow into river. Like there's too many factors. Yes. Okay, so with marine protected areas, they're very effective. All it takes is don't fish in these areas. Okay, even in okay, sorry. Okay, but the the fish typically have to swim in most cases salmon for example. Have to swim inland. Yes, salmon okay. in particular. Therefore you have to look at the whole chain yes. which impacts every aspect. Therefore to to, to, you have to project the whole the whole route the whole the whole yeah, life cycle. With salmon, yes. Right. Well, no, but but with any fish. But not all fish return because salmon go from like you know a river to like right. the ocean but, back but to the But other fish have the same challenge. Not as much though, right? Because cod, for example, are low lying fish, right? They don't like they don't see. And the thing is, if you have a specific marine protected area, the fish will congregate there, right? Okay. They will go back. Right. So so here's the issue though: is that clearly the demand is higher than yeah. what the supply right. could produce. Therefore, you have to find an alternative way to increase the supply as, because the demand is going to be there. If, if, that is, if that continues to be off-balanced, then the price will continue to rise, which means the common yeah, people may not have the financial no, ability. Because there's going to be an adjustment here. There will be a few years, and even right now with salmon, people don't know because salmon take three or four years to come back to recruit, right? To reach recruitment, right? So all of your statistics for the salmon this year are actually based on the salmon three or four years ago, right? right. So yeah, there yeah. is always going to be an adjustment period, and yes, there will be a time when poor people cannot afford to eat their fish. And, and you know what? That sucks. And, but that's, and, and that's too bad. But that's not. Our society has difficulties. In, in, in living with that because we believe especially the generations now tend to be more socialist than ever before okay but the thing is this is not driven by you know a socialist mandate it's driven by the profit motive it's driven by the corporations who are like I can produce cheap salmon now and make money off of it to provide money for these poor people who cannot afford to eat sustainable fish. Well, well, That's me, what it is. Okay, I, I, I agree. I would say that it is driven by profit. It is it's driven by creating a bigger demand. Therefore, you make more profit. It's not driven by, let's make sure everybody has the ability to afford food. I don't yeah. think that is really on the corporate's agenda. It's like a side benefit. But, but on a political standpoint, this is where they get involved, is they want everybody to have the ability. That's why you got the minimum wage increase. You want everybody to live well. And this is the other side of politics is hopefully they look at the long-term sustainability of these ecosystems that are able to then provide food for generations and generations and generations to come. Because if you think about it, fish farms are not really sustainable in the long term because every year you gotta like 
get more fish, right? Every year you got to get more food. Every year you got to get all of these things. But it's called ecosystem services. What does the ecosystem already provide for you for free? Like so, for example, like coral reefs, right? Storm barriers, right? All of these things that the environment already does for you, like bees, pollination. It's like depending on how many factories you include, right? It's like millions and billions of dollars. Like the ecosystem does that for you for free. Right, so if you can have a longer-term view of money. one, well, there's one big factor that one has to consider is that, in essence, you're saying that on this planet there is a maximum or optimum of certain population of which it will sustain certain degree of life. Okay, there is a certain amount of 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 of, of livestock that this planet in a natural environment could sustain a certain population. The issue here is that with with our technology, we're overpopulated, therefore the natural ability of this planet to generate the amount of food is not sufficient to sustain the population we have today. We have shifted the natural selection process. Okay, but I'm not saying that people are gonna like starve, right? If we make those shifts to more sustainable food initiatives, I'm saying that there'll be a readjustment period where people are gonna have certain food. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, that's already the case, right? Some people already have trouble getting certain foods based on whatever the factors are, right? Not so, in, but not in North America, not in the developed countries. Anybody could afford a virtually, I'm not talking about caviar or something, I'm talking about... Yeah, and then was it like three months ago cauliflower was really expensive? So just like little fluctuations like that, right? So I mean... That's a temporary situation. Yes, and this is a temporary situation too. It may be a few years, but there will be an adjustment period. And I feel like if you... No, honey, the demand, if you shift away from fish, I'm I'm not for against fish. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just challenging your, your concept is if you... If you minimize the growth of fish farming and allow and only go with the natural um, process of, of fish industry, then it is not a temporary situation. It's because the demand will always be higher than supply because this planet isn't able to create enough fish to feed our population today, unless it's a shifty population. But so you're saying, so I mean, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. So what? Will there always be a market for fish farms? Absolutely. Even if there are sustainable fishery initiatives, even if the carrying capacity, if like the population reaches closer to the carrying capacity, absolutely. There will always be a market for fish farms, for sure. I, yeah, it's just the way it works. Profit mode, whatever people want their fucking salmon, I don't care. The, the, the issue really here is, one has to make a decision on is there enough food to feed the population? But we're not talking about is there enough food to feed the population. We're talking about luxuries like salmon. We're talking about luxuries like fish that don't are not naturally okay. populated. And and, and, and and that's where the terminology and the viewpoint is different. Some people consider they have a right to have access to certain food Therefore, they, they become commodity. I get what you're saying is that if we consider seafood not as commodity, like caviar, then yes, certain class of people may not be able to have it all the time because it's out of their budget. 
I'm saying that there will always probably be a market for synthetically produced meats and fish farms and things like that, for like things that are just whatever, just people make them for the sole purpose of eating. I'm saying that for the long-term sustainability of meat, like fish, I think it's important to balance fish farms with initiatives that regenerate the natural population of fish in the ocean. Because if, if you just keep decimating the natural population of fish in the oceans and prevent fish farms... But, but that's the whole, that's whole, whole problem here is that it is it is more cost effective right now for fish farming than the natural process right right now right but i'm talking about a long-term shift that works towards the long-term sustainability because it will become let's get the bill yeah because it will become more cost effective in the future to work off the natural population and that's, and that's where that's where the that's the people power. People have to. The population has to make a decision that they they prefer to have wild salmon and prepare to pay for it before. It's, it's all again. It's all about corporation profit. If the profit is in lies with fish farm and the demand is there. That will right now, but on. I'm saying that's really short term. That's really myopic because right now it is. But the more okay, so who's like, going to take the initiative to make the change? Well, obviously nobody. That's why our environment so screwed. Obviously. So 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 there has obviously. to be a movement from the demand. No, but the, from the demand side, there has to be that movement. Yeah, but you're talking about consumer politics. Right. Until that takes effect, corporations isn't going to go. No, no, to be fair, you know, there are niche markets where mom likes wild salmon. Yeah, okay. I mean, there are, yeah, there okay. are. But it's such a like, small yeah. portion that unfortunately... Take a break, everybody take a break, take five. We're going. <laughs> Just this. Thank you. Thank you. I do though I do believe that um, the younger generation has a higher degree of consciousness of the 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 impact a lot of these have on I'm saying that over the long term yes. environmentally friendly initiatives actually become more cost effective because fish farms every single year are very expensive, right? And there are a lot of things that the environment will do for you for free. So if you put that money into developing these natural populations and fish responsibly, and yeah, you can supplement food with fish farms, okay, okay to the extent that it doesn't completely decimate the environment, right? And fish farms are just going to get more and more expensive every year, right? Because every year you But do you, get do you know who has the biggest impact on our here? Like that's... That's remove okay. all the fluff, the government. Yeah, totally. And that's why when you say consumer politics, I do not believe in consumer politics the, because people, a bunch of people together being like, we're going to buy well, this shit or no, we're not going to buy that no, shit, doesn't matter. No, have no, to but, make policy but, changes but, from the top Yeah, the policy is driven by, by, by the sentiment of the people. Policy is driven by major stakeholders, which is then driven by consumer demand. Okay. Mm -hmm.
most of the time it is driven by stakeholders. Most of the time it is driven by people who hold the power. I oh, the lobbyists and all that. I, yeah, I, exactly. I get that. I get Which that. in turn may or may not, to whatever degree, be connected to like voters, right? In general, it at the end of the day, it does I connect kind of. to the voter because the politicians want to get re-elected. They yeah. want to be liked. Therefore, they. But, but what my point is that the government has a huge impact on the direction of any industry. It has the only impact that matters, right? If if, if they start to to put stipulations on on safety and, and health of yeah, fish farm it totally and, and its impact, therefore driving the cost up because now they have to have all the profession, then suddenly the the price differential between wild salmon yeah. and fish farm. And then if the market demand like mom, I, mean, I, I can tell you, you know, I don't know if this is true or not, when we go have sushi, she always likes the wild salmon, okay? But when she goes to grocery stores, she would have to make a decision. Do I want to pay this price for wild salmon yeah. or do I pay this price for farm salmon when, you know, without taking the ethical into consideration, without taking into environmental consideration, people tend to go with the lower cost. The thing is, these individuals, this like neoliberal mindset that says what I personally buy in the supermarket because this is ethical and this is not, that does not make any difference at all. I don't care if a hundred people do that shit, it doesn't matter. It needs to coalesce, it needs to become a political movement, you need to start putting pressure on political leaders to make that change from the top down. It, it has to come from all levels, no, it has to come from all levels. It has to come from the corporate, it has to come from the the, the government has to come from the population but, supply demand. It's a I, supply demand but issue. But I'm saying that, okay, so these individual decisions that you make at the grocery store do not make a difference. That That's I would saying. argue with. I, I do believe it makes a difference. I don't we, we vote with our wallet. I, I think to a certain extent you can, but I think that at the same time, what about those people who, again, are not able to vote with their wallet? Well, Therefore, that's why I was just going to say that, is that if you put wild salmon and farm salmon side by side, if they were priced identically, okay, therefore on the same playing field, I would say majority of people will go with wild salmon, okay? Therefore, they have created a discrepancy, they favor... Right, but the... That's the thing, it's like for that to even be an option is I feel like these individual consumers need to put pressure on the government which then needs to enact some sort of legislation to enforce corporate only if, action. Only if it doesn't impact our bottom lines, our pocketbook. Yeah, totally. No, I agree. But and that's the thing and that's that's the issue with corporations is that, you know, you want to make it and you want to be amenable to them having their industry here, but then you don't want to make it so uninviting that they're like, fuck it, I'm just going to start my fish from China. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's, that's balance, right? That's why it's not an easy issue to resolve. You no, got I, all the factors. Yeah. Let's go. We're putting these people to sleep. I was enjoying that. What? I was enjoying that. It was like listening to a podcast, which I was recording for 23 minutes. This has been Jen and Beryl. This has been Jennifer talking to her dad about fish farms and general sustainability initiatives and the lack thereof. Thank you for tuning in to Curtis's podcast. Please also check out my podcast on Anchor FM. It's called Strippers with Anxiety. Thank you for listening. Any last words? Thanks for listening. Thanks for much, Dad.